What's cracking, friends and family? It's your boy Maniac checking in. Gonna talk about some sports today during this crazy coronavirus time where everybody is trapped in their houses going stir crazy. Uh, but we got some news that came in from this NFL free agency. And I just wanted to go over a couple of observations that I had made and kind of discuss them and put it out in the atmosphere and just see how, you know, everybody's thinking about my takes on them. Um, we had a lot of different things announced today, um, some trades, uh, some franchise tags going out on certain players. And also uh, we had uh, just some speculation as to where some of the top names is going to head um, after some of these tags has been handed out. Um, and after this new uh, collective bargaining agreement was passed uh, this weekend, uh, we starting to start seeing some clarity as to how this NFL season is going to come about uh, once it actually gets started. Um, we also got the draft coming up. Um, some of the commentary we've been hearing uh, from some of the supposed analysts and specialists is, you know, out here with some of these bigger networks and things. And we'll probably just touch on some of that um, here, too. All right. Um, the first observation uh, that I came across or the first point I wanted to talk about was uh, the Minnesota signing of Kirk Cousins. And let's just say, as a lifelong Packers fan, I'm more excited than I believe that the Minnesota Vikings fans are about this news. They just re-signed Kirk Cousins to another two-year extension at $66 million um, after he had just got a record number of guaranteed money a few years back. I think he got something of roughly about $73 million guaranteed. And that fully guaranteed, and when at the time we hadn't even had nothing close to that uh, from athletes being signed um, in the NFL round, right? Kirk Cousins, I, I'm I'm a little bit confused about people's love with him. Um, we've seen many years uh, with him with Washington, um, then. Over moving over to Minnesota, where there just isn't much substance there. We'll see all of these numbers put out, completion percentage, all-time highs, some completion percentages in the high 60s and low 70s, and we're religiously told that this guy is a good quarterback, he's a difference maker, he's a top-tier quarterback, when in my mind, He's not even in the top 12 to 15. He's not a top 12 to 15 quarterback. All right. Packers fans, we love seeing Kirk Cousins. We have no fear at all that the Minnesota Vikings have some type of unbeatable quarterback or difference maker or game changer or somebody that's going to put some fear in our defense when it's time to face him like some of the other people uh, that we've known to have uh, you know, difficulty handling when it comes to playoff situations or high leverage matchups and things like that. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry, I'm I'm just not I'm just not buying the Kirk Cousins stock. Minnesota can sign him for the rest of his career, and as a lifelong representative of Cheesehead Nation, Packer Gang, 
Oh man, I'm I'm stoked. I I can't say it enough that I'm happy that Kirk Cousins has read up with the Minnesota Vikings and he's gonna be the guy leading them into the charge and trying to compete for the NFC North division. And we don't have anybody to be fearful of coming from the high the most competitive team in that division other than the Green Bay Packers, which is the Minnesota Vikings. They'll continue to have a staunch defense, a tough running game with the great running back and Dalvin Cook. Um, I, I think very respectable coaching and Mike Zimmer and some of the other um, assistants that they have there that's real respected around the football world um, and things like that. But Kirk Cousins does not inspire me as somebody that's going to turn them into an NFC uh, can top contender. Um, again, they did win some games in the playoffs and things like that, uh, but I'd contribute that to more of underperforming by teams like the New Orleans Saints multiple years um, versus the Vikings actually being a top-tier team, um, defeating somebody like the New Orleans Saints. Right? Um, another observation that I want to make is Dak Prescott. Man, this guy Dak Prescott and I, I don't know if you know the worldwide leader noticed this during the year, but they talked about Dak Prescott so much and Carson Wentz. There was a lot of back and forth battle about Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz and how good this guy is and why this guy is better than this guy and why this guy's team is not exceeding and why that guy's team is not exceeding. Overall, the Eagles and the Cowboys just weren't a great weren't great teams. The Eagles had a ton of injuries this year. The Cowboys did not have a coaching staff that will compete at a high level. Um, they really didn't have a chance, um, you know, to be. Uh, top players in this NFL year uh, that just passed, but ESPN, Fox, other top leaders in the sports field had these teams and Dak and Carson Wentz in their mouth religiously uh, when their play on the field by far did not warrant that much discussion. Now, let's just focus back on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a bully when it comes to playing against non-contending teams. We're yet to see any memorable moment that we can point to from Dak Prescott and have a draw-dropping response and say, oh man, did you see what Dak did? Oh, did you, did you see how he just smashed X team or Y team? The type of responses that we've had with the uh, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson at times, with a, even with uh, somebody like, you know, our old people like Breeze, Rodgers, Brady, retired guys like Manning, of course, things like that. We have memorable moments where we can say this guy is a stud quarterback. We don't have that with Dak Prescott. We have more so people looking at certain stats that he's accumulated and saying, hey, Dak is the guy. Dak is the guy. 
I disagree. He's very well spoken. He seems to be a good guy that people would get along with. He can be somebody that people can say um, isn't going to be an off-the-field problem for now. We know he had something that happened back in college, uh, you know, a long time ago. Not a large incident that we should be assaulting this man's character, but as far as on-the-field play goes, Dak's not a top-ten quarterback. Dak is in the realm of a 10-20 to quarterback, and against top-tier competition, he's closer to the 20 than the top 10. So we can't say, hey, Dallas needs to write a blank check out to Dak Prescott. They're doing him wrong by not signing him to a long contract. No. The people that committed to your Carson Wentz's, to your Jared Goff's, in hindsight, we may be looking at them for being completely out of their minds for committing these large contracts in years worth of money to players who have yet to win anything. Let's not forget, Carson Wentz has not won anything. Jared Goff has not won anything. Dak Prescott still has not won anything. So to say that they deserve this amount of dollars because the market dictates that, well, the market is wrong and has been wrong on several people. And to say, hey, since the market has been wrong on several people, keep letting the market be wrong for you and go ahead in and commit your entire future to Dak Prescott. Then you'll come up and say, oh, well, you signed Zeke and Zeke had a terrible season. No, Zeke had a terrible season primarily due to that coaching staff. The majority of time when Zeke was used properly, he was producing. So on the Dak Prescott thing, I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't know what you all think about it, but I'm not so that the Cowboys' future is solidified in in success to come by inking Dak Prescott to a long term contract. The Cowboys did exactly what they should have did by putting the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. Texans trade today. The Texans trade DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. There's also a second round pick involved. The Texans sent the fourth round pick. Then they get an extra fourth round pick for the following year from the Cardinals. So essentially they get David Johnson, second round pick, and a fourth round pick. They give up DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick. To the Cardinals. This is a terrible trade. David Johnson has not proven that he is a no doubt contributor, a high or a high level player. 